Hey everybody! <laughs> so it looks like we had to start over the live stream, but it's okay because we're back, we're better, and we're better than ever. And it's all good. We're doing it. It's getting done. Um, technology is something else, and sometimes you gotta roll with it. So I had a little technical difficulty and I had to restart our live stream, but it's okay. I'm gonna run it back and we're gonna we're gonna jump in like we never left. Like I was saying, I was I was mentioning that a lot has changed in this time. I take I've taken a lot of time to rest. I really missed you guys, and um, I've come up with um, some different ideas, um, some different topics, and a lot of different things that we're gonna get into in season three. Um, I was expressing the fact that these breaks are really important, even though I really 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 miss you guys. Uh, these breaks are really important because I take in and distribute a lot of different information that I need time to process because I am very much a human. Uh, and also I expressed that uh, the conversation that we had about sex work really, hold on, really rocked my world. Um I learned a lot about sex work just by doing my own research. There's been times where I've taken trainings or talked to um, different, uh, like, um, what is it, you know, uh, community service workers who work with people who are in the sex industry um, and that are trying to leave the life. Thank you. Um, that, uh, yeah, just getting information from those folks that do the work, um, very frontline, front-facing, things like that. You know, it's like really interesting things that I've learned. Um, but seeking it out for myself uh, it was really interesting. I had a lot to process. Welcome back to the people who are popping in. Thank you so much for joining me. I had a technical difficulty, but it's okay. Ain't nothing going to hold us down. Ain't nothing going to hold us back. We're going to get to it. And also, I was saying, um, please invite your friends. Same old, same old. Send this live to three to five friends that you think will be interested in talking about sexual discipline which is the topic for today there's the special lady there she is there she is boom um drop a comment below let me know how you're doing today how are you celebrating today do you celebrate holidays and i want to acknowledge you and i want to let you know i see you you didn't miss anything we had to start over because we had a technical difficulty so we back like we never left um but yeah, let me know what you're doing today to serve yourself or hold space for yourself and everything like that. I know not everybody celebrates holidays or acknowledge holidays, and that's okay here, okay? There's space for that, okay? So today, we're talking about sexual discipline. Um, so I want to also give a shout out to our 300 followers. Thank you so much for um, choosing choosing to follow the Sex Talk I can't have this conversation without you, and it's just humbling to know that people are interested in keeping in touch and staying in tune with, um, you know, something that I'm so passionate about. It really means a lot to me, number one. And number two, um, I remember back when this Instagram account was private, and it only had like five followers. Um, I was nervous about opening it, opening it up, opening up the space and it, it being a public account because we were talking about something so intimate as sex. But that's the point, though, is to normalize it and, and make it, you know, less taboo. Um, and so I feel like not only myself, but the community that we're attracting here to the space holds the space so well and with such great regard and honor for myself and one another um, that, you know, I feel like. We're doing a great job, and we'll deal with what comes, right? Um, so, yes, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Each follower is very much respected and honored, and you do not go unnoticed, okay? You do not go unnoticed. <laughs> okay? So, goals for Season 3. Some goals that I have for Season 3 are to go deeper and get more creative on how I research and distribute topics, Okay? Um, and I just want to, I just always want to dive deeper, learn more and be more in tune, um, with my, with my body personally. And also with the people, with the people who I might share space with, 
whether it be platonically, romantically, or whatever, our boundaries, consent, all that in a bag of chips. I wanna, I just wanna know more, and um, I wanna learn more about um, enthusiastic consent, different laws that protect or don't protect us as POCs or women or queer folks or whatever. You know, like I wanna be in the know. That's my goal for season three. Not saying that I'm oblivious to anything. However, I don't believe that, I don't even believe that I I understand or know a percent of what's in the world. It's like knowledge is power. So I'm hungry for knowledge forever, student, and I hope that you can continue to grow and learn with me. Okay. Oh, yeah. Also, we have a little sex talk commercial. I made a sex talk commercial for the Instagram live. I'm going to keep resharing it for, for when new followers find the page. Um, at some point, I'm going to promote that post so that more people, um, if I'm not mistaken, how algorithm works is when you promote a post, it goes to your friends and your friends' friends. And so it's going to, you know, like that's just how networks work and word of mouth works or whatever, whatever the ideology around algorithm works. But the point is I want to get connected. I want to get connected. So I wanted to create something. I want to continue to create content that is repostable, reshareable, universal, and can still draw people into this conversation because I want to keep learning. What do you think about that? How about you? What do you want to learn? What's your goals for season three? Y'all been rocking with me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to know what you think about that, okay? If you want to know how to support the sex talk, I'm about to tell you right now, okay? You ready? (laughs) Exactly what I just said. Share our posts, okay? Share the posts with your friends, your family members, you know, coworkers, whoever you feel most comfortable sharing these conversations with. I don't believe our content is hella explicit. So, you know, just be mindful of that. Whatever topic you're sharing, just, you know, um... (laughs) I think I'm the only person that have seen every episode because not only do I make them, I rewatch them like a million times before I move on to the next one. So, um, yeah, there's a lot to there's a lot to pick from, which feels really good. Um, and also, you can share the post, like, uh, and you can follow our social medias on Instagram and Facebook, um, or you can donate on Cash App or Venmo at TSTTV143. Again, that's TSTTV143 on Cash App and Venmo. Every dime that's donated to the sex talk goes right back into the sex talk, and it's greatly appreciated. Now that we got all that out the way, all the technical difficulties, all the updates, all that good stuff, and y'all are in here with me, and I'm super excited I missed you, let's get into today's topic. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. So today's topic is a thousand plus days of sexual discipline. In short, sexual discipline. Um, and I'm going to be sharing a little bit of my, about my journey. So in the story on my Instagram, um, I shared, uh, I reshared a bonus video. Thank you so much. I reshared a bonus video that I created back in season one episode, I don't know what episode it was, season one, bonus video, back in November, I created a video that was, is called Why Celibacy, um, my mind has changed drastically from that video till today about sexual discipline, via the language as you can see, right, but we're gonna get into that, don't even worry, okay, so, I've been practicing sexual discipline for 1,003 days. I actually just looked at the day count um, app that I have on my phone. I have been keeping very close track, paying attention to this process, okay? Um, because it's, it's, it gets tedious, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's, there's a lot of details, and I'm going to share something with you. Okay? So... I started practicing sexual discipline July 6, 2018 at 12.59 p.m. In the video, I talked about why I didn't wear this ring. I'm wearing it now and I actually wear it pretty often and go back and forth. But it's a, it's a process that I go through um, for me. And also, like I said in the video, it definitely was a repellent then. 
and it still is now because it keeps the wrong energy away from me. <laughs> people see my ring and they're like, okay. Some people don't care. And that that's, you know, that makes me think about, you know, their decision making and their character when they see my ring and 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 acknowledge it and and don't know what it means, but it's on my left hand, which symbolizes something to traditional folks, right? It just makes me take a mental note about character if you're going to pursue me after you've seen this this uh, representation of something on my hand, right? So uh, I go back and forth with the ring, um, but back then, you know, around that time, I was just, you know, I was, I was just trying to figure out what it meant to me at the time because in the beginning, um, when I first started practicing in 2018, I felt like I was like, I was just hanging on so tight to the, the imagery of this for a lot of different reasons but there was days where I was like if I take this off my confidence goes with it and that was alarming to me too so I'm at a place now where I'm like more comfortable in my skin more comfortable in my word my boundaries my decision making where I, I I don't care what I have on or what I wear I am who I am you know what I'm saying so but also it'd be blinging you know what I'm saying like it hit the light real good motherfuckers think that I got money you know <laughs> It be it be glistening, you know what I'm saying? You see the the sun hit it real well, you see a little rainbow, you know. And this ring wasn't even that expensive, you know. Uh, so yeah, but it was it was it's symbol it's a symbol for me. It symbolizes something, and also to 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 traditional folks, it's a symbol of of uh, X, Y, and Z. So boom, what do you think about that? Um, in the first video called Why Celibacy. Uh, I I noted five different topics that I wanted to discuss in that video. So the number one was waited out. Number two, well, what celibacy, when I was calling it celibacy, what it taught me. It taught me to, number one, wait it out. Number two, be clear and direct. Number three, it taught me that sexual energy is powerful. And number four, it deepened my platonic, communal, and familial, um, and, uh, well, romantic or whatever, relationships. And number five, it taught me more discipline, integrity, and patience. So with, with um, I'm just going to jump down to sexual energy. When it comes to sexual energy, it really improved my self-awareness around my, with myself and others for sure. Since November, a lot has changed in my life. And so when it comes to self-awareness, it's a part of my, it's like self-awareness is a, a trait that I look for in others. Um, and, and decision-making when I align myself with other people, right? And so, like, if, if I'm around people who lack self-awareness, that's, that's like, a, a red flag to me as far as judgment and decision-making and also behavior, you know? Like, it's, it's challenging for me to be in relationship with folks who lack self-awareness because when it comes down to disagreements, it's, like, only so much we can hash out with people if if we don't have a healthy amount of self-awareness. Now, I'm not sitting here dissing anyone who lacks self-awareness or whatever. It's a growth process. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not the queen of self-awareness. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not above reproach. Um, I'm always looking for feedback and ways to uh, develop and grow. Growth is one of my favorite words, okay? Um, And also, you know, it's, it's just really important, like, you know, like, when you travel with folks, uh, when you are in an intimate setting with folks, when you, if you socially drink or do recreational drugs, uh, like marijuana, I'm just going to be very specific and say like smoking with others or, um, going out in public, going to specific places. Now, for example, this, uh, this topic is about sexual discipline, but I think it's very much connected to the point I'm about to bring up. Now, as a queer black woman, right? I was just talking about this on Snapchat a queer black woman i'm very specific okay queer black plus size younger woman and i'm short too people and you know what i'm saying people think because i'm short i won't get up with you you know then <laughs> i digress but um you just got to be careful in the world. You just never know what you're going to meet. You know, you just, you just got to be careful. Be mindful and vigilant, right? So when it comes to self-awareness, I am very careful about the spaces that I go into, right? Um, 
there's times where I have to play up my femininity or play it down or play up my masculinity and play it down or be quiet or, you know, use a little more volume in my voice. You know, it's a, it's a lot of different things that I have to do to, for lack of better words, conform to the environment for my safety. You get what I'm saying? So um, if I identify a safe space, whether it be a salon or a, a eating place or a restaurant or somewhere to buy clothes or uh, somewhere to hang out or open mic or whatever, blah, 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 social gathering or business, just a place of business. If I identify something as a safe space where I feel seen and protected, then I'm going to encourage my other peers to, you know, like this is a space for us to go. Right. So say I'm with someone who lacks self-awareness and, and lacks uh, understanding about how I present. Say I'm with a person, mainly a white person, that just is so oblivious and just doing the most. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's like you're like you just get you could potentially get us in trouble or get us hurt because you know what I'm saying? Just doing too much, taking up too much space. It's like I can't put myself in a situation. Um, and there's been times where I have been in situations where I was like, wow, I didn't understand. I didn't know that, uh, you acted this way or you, you lacked this self-awareness to, to, to put me in this situation where there could be potential harm created. So it's, you know, in and outside of a sexual setting, you know, it's really important to, uh, uh, align yourself with people who have self-awareness, um, and be aware of those things. And I'm, I, I, self-awareness means a lot to me. So boom um <laughs> moving on it's taking some time to get used to this again because it's been a few weeks but uh just drop some comments below let me know that y'all still with me and also if you're listening and playback hey how you doing and what do you think about this don't forget to drop a comment below as well even if you're not streaming it live or even on the podcast right so boom deepening my relationships I believe there's a formula to creating relationships and I feel like when I first started my walk with celibacy um (laughs) excuse me sexual discipline when I first started my walk with sexual discipline I wouldn't say that the relationships in my life were all bad um, a lot of them have, uh, a lot of the relationships that I've had, um, we've parted ways. We've, uh, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? The relationship was complete. Okay. Um, we just went on different, uh, sides of the journey, right? Uh, I had to grieve the loss of those relationships or, you know what I'm saying? It was a hard decision, but I really believe that my walk with sexual, sexual discipline has impacted that, right? So as far as there being a formula to creating relationships, it really uh, disrupted a lot of patterns. Practicing sexual discipline disrupted a lot of toxic patterns that I had in my life. Um, All relationships got disrupted to an extent, right? And so when I started to really realize what relationship was and the fact that you don't want to be in relationship with folks you don't relate with um it it was mind-blowing how many people I had or identified as friends or whatever um whether it be time or circumstantial or we just grew up together we know each other there's a lot of people who I didn't relate with and there was times where I had to really do a lot of uh digging as far as self-discovery and figure out what in the true truth of my being, what are my interests? Where are my interests? What do I want? Um, do some, uh, you know, goal mapping, vision boarding, you know, like that's why I like doing stuff like that because it gets clear and all the vision boards I've ever had, there's consistent messages that I've kept through, throughout the year. So I'm like, okay, that's, that's, that's a common theme. I have that in my, uh, on my vision boards or in my plans to some capacity. Let me just make that, let me solidify that. I I'm aware that that's something I want. Now, how do the people in my life aligned with that or support that, you know? And it wasn't too many people that aligned with those things when I got to the root of them, right? So, you know what I'm saying? Let me know what you think about that. It was it was a little heartbreaking, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just, I, I, I ain't gonna sit here and act like there's people in my past that I don't miss, you know? And also, um, there's a point where I have to be more selfful and center myself with my decision-making and honor myself and um, prioritize my goals if I really want those things. Um, so yeah, it was just really interesting. So I started to really look at the people that I'm aligning myself with, how we relate 
and how we align and how they uplift me and how I uplift them um, and how that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I genuinely take an interest in the people that I love and cherish. I genuinely take an interest in what um, they want for their life. You know, it's like your goal is my goal. You know what I'm saying? In regards to how can I uplift you and be enthusiastic about it genuinely in that process, you know, like I don't like knitting. So I'm not going to a knitting contest with a friend and hope you win like that. Don't ask me to do that. I'm sure that would be something that's very quiet. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> you know, or maybe I have a friend that's a comedian. I laugh real loud. You need some laughs for your, 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 your open mic. Invite me. I would love to do that. I would love to hear you tell jokes and be with you. You know what I'm saying? Why you, you know what I'm saying? Perform the jokes you practice with me. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> shit like that. You know, are we, are, are we honest with the way that we relate with the people in our life? We don't want relationships with people we don't relate with. Relate, okay? Relationship, okay? So, let me stop. <laughs> let me stop, Okay. Um, and last but not least, discipline, integrity, patience. Um, let me talk about patience real quick, okay? Okay, I'm going to talk about patience real quick. <laughs> Withholding from anything in general, it, it, I feel like it'll teach you patience. Like in the first video, I talked about fasting. People, sometimes people do food fast, social media fast. Sometimes they fast from people. Sometimes they fast. If they're in a relationship, they fast from their partner or sexual activity with their partner. Whatever it is that's consuming a lot of your time. Whatever. So, that creates a lot of discipline and patience, okay? So, I feel like my the patience that I've built from this process, I can apply everywhere. So, when something is being disrupted or if I feel like it's being held up because of a misunderstanding or um, a discrepancy, conflict, you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to relate with everything. I'm not going to um, agree with everything that someone does that I care about or vice versa, right? So, that being said, um, I am definitely a processor. I really like to take my time to process things before I speak on them if I have enough time. Uh, and communication is really important to me and I'm very intentional with the way that I say things. If I'm, if I'm charged with anger or uh, overwhelmed, even overwhelmed with joy, I don't like to say or, or commit to things. I, I, I want to get out of that honeymoon phase that we talked about, that snow globe phase. Let all the dust settle and then make a decision, you know? And even when I communicate with people, say I ask a very uh, deep question or a hard question, I also say, I also ask, like, um, what's your capacity for this? Also, this is my quest, or this is my question. If you need time, you know what I'm saying? Like, maybe take a few days and come back or let me know how much time you think you need to. <laughs> and it's hard because sometimes people need time. So, with that being said, um, acting out of anger or frustration is something that I have, you know, grow, I've grown up doing those things, right? <laughs> and they were short-lived, they didn't get me far. You know, I used to, I used to have a really bad temper as a kid. And, you know, I still love baby Sunny. She she did her thing. She got us here. And we, I love you, all right? You good. I got this. Um, there's just been a few situations in the last few months in my life where I, I really had to lean into my patience because... Uh, you know, like I've talked to, I've talked to, uh, my therapist about, shout out to therapy, talked to my therapist about this. Um, and I told him, I was telling him that I don't want, um, something that I don't want is to keep doing this short term relationship thing. You know, like a, a part of, you know, readjusting my circle and my community was feeling those feelings that come with splitting up with people or going in a different re- direction or completing the relationship. It didn't matter how, how beautiful I articulated or I could find the most prettiest words to say it. I didn't, I, I was getting, it, it, it's, it's, it's a grieving process to go through, you have to go through to uh, 
part ways with someone regardless of uh whatever it is it, the the relationship could end good bad or indifferent you know it's just time to move on there's still a grieving process of that right and so um I was just talking to my therapist about how I don't want to do that with my newer relationships. And that's why I want to be more intentional about who I'm bringing around me or who I'm aligning myself with or who I'm relating with. Okay. So, um, there's just been a few conversations I've had with him, which he's a bomb ass. I'm so blessed because I have a bomb ass therapist. Okay. Um, he helps me to take the big picture and look at all things considered, Right. And um, everything, take the big picture. So we have this, we have this small little discrepancy, right? In the grand scheme of things. We have this few hours, a few moments, a few days. I've, I've definitely had an opportunity to walk out the pros and the cons. And in the relationships that I have, and I, I want to give a huge shout out to all the communities that I'm a part of now. The people who I identify as friends and vice versa. Y'all killing it. We're killing it out here, okay? We're killing it. But there's no but. And what I'm saying is just when when I do have these conflicts or discrepancies, I can look at the big picture and say the, the pros in this relationship outweigh the cons. And so I'm willing to be patient and push through this conflict or misunderstanding to see how this uh, how this all falls into place, because I do think that all the all things work together for good. Right. <laughs> So, there was a situation recently where it took a little longer than a few hours or a few days. It actually took a few months um, with someone who I consider a friend. And what it, ta- it taught me more about myself than us as friends, you know. But, uh, you know, it made me, and it also made me have more confidence in myself and it made me love myself more. Um, and not to sound selfish in the situation. And also, that's what we are in relationship for is to uh, be a sounding board to one another, show me how well I can love, right? Um, and when we typically make love about the other person, you know, it's about you, you know, like how well can I love how period, how well can I love? How beautiful am I? I know that sounds, I know that sounds, um, a little weird. And also it's like, we, we were born single and we, you know what I'm saying? We, we were born individual. We pass on individual, um, we don't pass on together. So it's like, what, who are we aligning with? Who are we relating with? There's been people in my life who I align with them and they bring out, you know, really toxic behavior in me. <laughs> and I'm not perfect. You know what I'm saying? I said that and I'll keep saying I'm not perfect. But um, there's people who remind me of, uh, you know, th- just things and places and, and just situations I've been in. Um, trauma in my past and all that. It's like trauma bonding, trauma buddies, struggle buddies. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes that's just the, the, the frequency that you're on with certain people when you connect with them. Is that what you want? Um, but the the relationships I have now, it's like the conflict is so minuscule compared to the large picture because of what they bring out in me. What they, what they, you, like the people in my life allow me to see a better version of me. Um, uh, more determination, more drive, more love, more confidence, you know? And so there are there are some toxic traits that I still do possess, but then I take that into my sessions. I take that into um, my journal. I take that into my prayers. So it's it's uh, you know this walk with sexual discipline has really been like I said, it's tedious work. It's like combing through like with a fine tooth comb. Like what's going on inside of Sunny? What's going on inside of whoever chooses to practice whatever discipline? Right. So boom, ba, bam, ba, 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 ba. Let me know if you're tracking. Oi, uh, can you explain that? Can you expound on that question? Uh, thank you so much for asking that question. If you could uh, expound. The question is, how long did it take you before the edge was gone? Can you explain a little bit of what you mean? I want to get back to that question for sure. Let me know how you're doing. Drop some comments below. Send me some hearts. What do you think about this? What do you think about sexual discipline? What do you think about discipline in general? What do you think about what I'm sharing? What do you think about this process? Have you ever withheld from something that took a lot of your time and things like that? Absolutely, sir. I think our iron sharpens iron. I agree. Shout out to KP. Super excited to hear our final, uh, the final mix that's been in the vault. You, you cooking up the, cooking up the gold. Okay. I see you out here. Boom. So let me go ahead and define celibacy. 
I'm very specific about the language I use and why. Um, and who, what, when, where, and why. And so I wanted to define a few of these terms um, because, and I'll explain that in a second. So uh, I wanted to define celibacy, right? The The definition of celibacy is the state of abstaining from marriage and sexual relations, typically associated with religious practices and folks who practice to prepare for marriage. So that's the that's the the definition I found on the internet. I did not create that. Boom. Uh, number two, define abstinence. Abstinence is a self-enforced restraint from indulging in bodily activities that are widely experienced as giving pleasure. Right. So um, most frequently, the term refers to sexual abstinence, but it can also mean abstinence from alcohol, drugs, food, etc. Like I talked about a little bit with fasting. So I wanted to define discipline as well. Uh, What's the definition of discipline? There's a few different um, definitions. So number one says the practice of training people to obey rules or a code of behavior using punishment uh, to correct disobedience. Uh, There's a lot of words in there that I don't really fuck with, but that's the definition, right? (laughs) Number two, a bridge of knowledge, typically one studied in higher Education. That's number two, definition of discipline. And number three, train in, in verb form. To discipline is to train, right? So those, the uh, the reason why I stopped using the word celibacy is because of the reaction I would get from other people. Number one, not saying it was bad, but it was like I was looked at in a way as if I was just such this religious beacon of hope. And I didn't like that. And that's not what this is. And if you if you plan on following in my footsteps because you think that I'm doing something so perfect, you're sadly mistaken. You need to follow God, okay? Because this ain't going to end the way you think it is. <laughs> it's going to end with the choice I choose to make with my body. You feel what I'm saying? Are you following me? Let me know what you think about that. So celibacy has such religious connotations attached to it and even in my mind you know like to undo what purity culture meant in my mind which is heavily steeped in my mind from conditioning and training and all the right training right um from being raised in this society and all this other stuff we're still learning and growing and and well are we learning and growing as a society I think there's pockets of people who are learning and growing and we're just trying to figure it out but anyway that's why I don't say celibacy anymore but shout out to those who are practicing celibacy. Um, and typically people, you know, practice celibacy with a goal for uh, something that's attached to religion. Or even the times I've heard I'm practicing celibacy followed because I'm waiting for God to send me my life partner or husband or wife. Typically the binary, right? Boom. Abstinence. Uh, yeah, I fuck with that word. It is to abstain. It just is what it is. Stop doing it for a little bit. See how you feel? Boom. And then um, discipline. I like the word discipline because it is training. I feel like life is training. It trains us for different um, different experiences. Like, uh, I was going to use the example. I was just talking about it the other day. I was actually just talking about it yesterday. But it's interesting how... Um, I, in that last video that I did called Why Celibacy, I, I talked about how I take notes all the time. Wherever I go, I always take notes, especially if I'm learning something. I said, I believe that life repeats itself. I do believe that. And um, I want to be self-aware. I want to pay attention. I believe that deja vu is before it's time for some people. It's like, you get that deja vu feeling if you believe that deja vu is like, I've been here before. Yeah, that's what I mean by that, right? So, whatever. We're not even going to go there. But the point is, I believe that, uh, for example, hardship that I've experienced in my earlier 20s set me up for my later 20s to be more self-aware, be more um, uh, responsible with my decision-making. And, uh, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It set me up. Sometimes hardship set you up for... Uh, to prosper. Sometimes hardship sets you up for uh, to understand culture and context, the way things work. You know, like there's times where I've been able to de-escalate situations because I've experienced it firsthand. There's times where I've mediated situations between parents and children because I was a kid. 
And I'm like, hey, uh, I don't think your kid trying to be disrespectful. This is what I think they say. And, hey, I don't think your parent trying to be controlling. I think that's what they say. But, you know, that, that, look, I don't know. I just, you know what I'm saying? But most of, a lot of the time, you know, it's like we can find help. We can find a way to let it all settle. <laughs> okay? Let me know if you're following me. But training, I, I think that. If you're not, and even as a dancer, right? So uh, I've been, I've been having the best time dancing. Ah, I've been having the best time dancing. It has been so amazing. But the thing about it is, when I share videos of the process, you, it's only like thirty seconds to a minute worth of clip, right? But I had to practice hours for that minute, you know. And it's a process. I'm in training. I go to I go to sessions, I go to labs, I go to classes, I practice at home, but it takes a lot of time to just get to to meet the goals that I have for me, right? So training training and discipline. So for me it's like sexual discipline is not I'm not just training to have sex again. I'm training for life. You know, like that's the way I look at it. And we'll we'll get to sex in a minute. We'll get to um the question I'm sure everybody is wanting me to answer, right? Um when I first started my journey, I missed being kissed on the neck more than sex itself. I'm going to get to that. I, you see, that we think of, like, I'm definitely going to get to that, okay? Um, thank you for explaining. Shout out to you. Uh, another thing is purity culture. So I've touched on that a few times. Um, if you haven't heard of the term purity culture or you have, I would love to know what you think about it or, or any questions that you have about it. Um, because I'm really realizing that purity culture is steeped heavily in patriarchy. And it's everywhere. Purity culture is everywhere. Um, Everywhere. Music, food, sex, sexuality, clothing, all that. Um, So purity culture, the definition of purity culture is the label uh, has a range of meanings, right? So many use it in the most literal form to refer to efforts, especially in conservative Protestant Christianity, to promote sexual abstinence prior to marriage. My theory, which is a whole nother, we'll have to talk about this a whole nother um, time, but uh, when it comes to marriage in itself, I have my own thoughts on it. I think marriage is very political, and I think the business of marriage was created for a very specific type of people, which we are not those people. Oh, well, excuse me. I don't know who's watching this. I am not that person. Will I ever get married? I don't know. I don't know if I ever get married. To my folks who are who are married, what do you what do you think? How's it going for you? Tell me about it. Okay, for the folks who are planning to get married, how you feeling? What's going on? Teach me some stuff. Okay, and then also like if you if you if you are married or you plan on getting married, and you you've heard these stories or learned these traditions, um. Period. <laughs> um, you know, how do you find a common ground with your partner given the the different traditions and histories and contexts of marriage and how it began? Not yet. I didn't. I, did, I said I'm about to get into it right now. So you came back right in time. <laughs> um, but yeah, what do you think about purity culture? I also think that purity culture is is very much attack, an attack on uh, anyone who is not white. Okay, um, it's a we'll have to talk about it another time because I didn't even plan to talk about it today. So, in these last ten minutes, I'm going to share, um, and I'm going to get to your question in this uh, in this last ten minutes or this last portion of my notes. Let me know how you're feeling. Drop some comments below. Send me some hearts. Um, I love y'all and I miss y'all and I can't wait to have more talks with y'all. Today we're talking about sexual discipline and these are thousand and three days that I've been keeping my legs closed. As someone in the process of getting married, I feel like getting married, um, getting married, that would be the most way you could show someone you're devoted to them and love them. So the marriage is a forever commitment. Of course, it's in a fail safe. Uh, mm, that's deep. That's real deep. We're going to have to talk more about that. We get, I want to hear more about that. So 
How has my journey transformed um, in these last 1,003 days? And this is where I'm going to get into answering your question, Tracy. So being spiritual, being a spiritual queer black cis woman, these are my thoughts, okay? So intersectionality is a thing, right? And my identity, the layers of it, conflict in a lot of different ways. Um, I have Christian-based values, and I'm in Christian settings. And, I, and I've spent time with white Christians who have d- traditional thoughts, like, and patriarchal thoughts, you know. And, and even with my journey with learning how to be more patient, um, I've had to learn how to not throw people away completely, um, you know, unless I'm being harmed or people are being violent or actively racist or actively prejudiced or bigoted, you know. Uh, it's taught me a lot of patience, you know, to really just listen and also articulate myself in a way to be heard. It's been, it's, wow. Uh, 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 it's making me think of Corinthians. Uh, love is patient. Love is kind. Uh, long, lo- long suffering. Slow to anger. Um, you Quick to understand it. I think, you know, someone, someone dropped the scripture up in here. I love that. It just made me think of that. But this process has really taught me to be slow to anger. It's taught me love, right? Um, and I get frustrated with myself. When it comes to my identity, I'm not going to lie. Like those, you know, like spiritual, queer, black, cis woman, plus size, all these different things. It's like, I, it's, it's hard for, it, it gets challenging when I'm looking for safe spaces for myself. Whether it be physical space or space in someone's heart or allowing space in my heart for others and things like that because of our differences, right? And so, um, you know, like when it comes down to sex, it just makes me, um, you know, think about how sex to me is like the icing on the cake. You know, like there was a time where I spent time with someone who uh, I find attractive and like it's mutual, you know, like we're interested in one another in a um, intimate sense and things like that. But the things that we did to spend, thank you, Sarah. Um, the things that we did throughout the day to spend time with each other uh, and get to know each other, honor each other, communicate with each other, um, have meaningful conversations and build relationships relating with one another. Um, that situation really looking, looking um, when we processed about the day afterwards, right? That was so meaningful for me that I felt fulfilled, you know, fulfilled to the point where I was like, if we were to have sex, that would be the icing on the cake at this point. Because I had a phenomenal time with this person and I left this encounter different. I left this encounter feeling good. And I know, I'm sure there's people who are watching this or listening to this. You know those people in your life, whether they're platonic or romantic or whatever it is. Even your family, your favorite family members. Fuck it, there's favorites. There's favorites in this bitch, okay? <laughs> there's a hierarchy, you <laughs> know? But when you spend time with people and you leave those encounters and you're like, oh my God, I just love them so much. I had such a good time. You know what I'm saying? Like, and so just put that in a sexual context. It's like, for me, my mind has transformed about, like, I guess I set it up really well by saying this, but you know, like there are, to to go back to your uh, uh, question, TT, there are times where I do, I do, I do feel touch dark. There's times where I do feel like I just want a hug or to hold someone's hand or things like that. But at what cost? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> But there are people in my life who I can get a hug from. And we have platonic relationships. And I just really want to be embraced, you know? So for me, it's deep in the relationships in my life to the point where I can share intimate moments with my platonic friends and it not be a sexual thing. But also be in an intimate setting with someone who I'm sexually attracted to, right? Being honored to the point where I'm like, dang, like, you know, like, you sexy as fuck and I would want to, you know, but it ain't even about that. And I ain't even doing that right now. And that being respected. So, you know, just being more fulfilled. Um, that's what, uh, to go back to the initial question before you explained a little bit, uh, is that how long did it take you before you, before the edge was gone? To be, to be, I'm assuming the edge, you by edge you mean horniness or like arousal. And I'm not going to lie, like, I still, I still do get aroused and I, you know, I'm a human, you know, I get aroused and I get horny at times, um, but also it's short lived, you know, it doesn't last too long. 
um, and I self-regulate um, when it gets a little overwhelming. So, <laughs> what do you think about that? Um, and you, can, if you want to, you can go back to our conversation about self-stimulation. Let me know what you think about that. So, um, so in closing, I want to add that I never began this journey to, to seek marriage, um, and also like it's changed what I want in general, just in life. Um, and the reason why I brought that up is because I, I grew up in a religious context. Uh, <laughs> I grew up in a, a religious environment that was like, those sex before marriage, those sex before marriage. But the thing about it is I've heard of Christians who, um, uh, were virgins and they got married. They waited till they got married. And then there was so much trauma created after they got married because they had no, sex education or no idea what they were doing with their bodies because it was something that was not visited at all that is alarming for me you know that's harmful for me (laughs) yes you know so um yeah i mean i'm just i've been using this time during my walk with sexual discipline uh to to uh, explore my body, whether that means physically or through dance or through different clothing or different the way I wear my hair, um, whatever it is, or um, sharing space with others. What does that look like? How am I taking up space? How am I making myself small? All these different things. So, um, and how has this changed me? I think that everything I said in this video and even the sex talk alone is the way that uh, uh, sexual discipline has changed me. And it's also made me, I can't stress enough patience. I I was so patient today. I'm like, I had to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) What Nerdy said, for real. Like, that shit's crazy. That shit is crazy. It's so harmful. It's to get married so you can have sex. I've heard stories, like, people have told me, like, yeah, I got married to her because I wanted to have sex. Or I got married to her because... Cause uh, I thought she would calm me down because I was going crazy. Like, yeah. But anyway, um, um, and also that's another thing. Men, cis het men, women, and people who do not identify to like women, non-binary folks, queer folks, people who are not of like the cis whatever. We are not your playthings. We are not your toys. We are not your your self-regulating objects. We're not property, okay? So my mind just went somewhere. We might have to have a part two of this shit because I don't think we're done yet. But um, this has changed me a lot. And patients really um, have have really shown up for me in regards to how I resolve conflict. I was telling my mentor uh, the other day, like, I really want to do anger management. I definitely want to (laughs) do I'm getting real with y'all. I, I definitely want to look into my anger um, because I've, there's been times where I've avoided situations because I fear my anger. Um, but now, I, because I have more patience, I'm less fearful of how I would respond when I'm angry, right? So, um, you know, like, that's what this process, withholding, I think withholding from, even when I withhold from social media, it slows my brain, my brain down and it helps me to think clearer and make more sound decisions about things um and be more clear about my creative process because I use social media to stay connected to um family friends um and even people who follow Lieutenant Sunny in the sex talk you know like I I use that to connect creatively and just relationally so I'm not just about to be posting and consuming crazy ass shit people could put anything on the internet you know what I'm saying? You got to be careful these days. Like, there's shit that I've seen on the internet where I'm like, just take it away, Lord. Kill the visual, please. I don't want to think about it no more. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but I digress. Uh, and also, this journey has changed me in the way of being more present and self-aware. My lapse in judgment and decision, decision-making in the past had got me into some foolishness. And now I can really take, I can be patient and take my time to think. Here are the prob, here's the probability of me making this decision. It could go this way and it could go that way. How does this align with my future goals? And how will this serve me? You know what I'm saying? Will I be fulfilled after this or will I want more? You know? 
does does this situation have the capacity to give me what I want? A lot of questions, right? Just a lot of questions, but it's all individual, and I get I get to I get to make these decisions for myself, right? Um, but I I feel like I make better, more sound decisions these days, and I'm pro what works for you. I am pro what works for you, as long as you're not killing folks, harming folks, stealing money, you know, exploiting people, being being evil, being the devil. As long as you're not doing those things, and then also. Given what society has given to groups of people, I think it's up to you to decide what best suits and works for you. Do what you need to do with your body. Do what you need to do with your decision making. Do what you need to do with your money. Do what you need to do. Do it. Okay? Do it. Get it done. Make your choices that are self-full and center yourself. Okay? Prioritize yourself. It's not selfish. It's a priority. Okay, see my phone tweaking. Um, and last but not least, do I want to have sex? Hell yeah! <laughs> do I want to have sex? I would love to have sex. Uh, but I will have sex one day. I will have one, uh, well, one sex. I will have a multitude of sexual activity one day when I'm ready. Um, when I'm ready to make that decision again. <laughs> <laughs> Let me stop playing with y'all. Thank you so much for tuning in to episode one of season three of the Sex Talk. Thank you so much for rocking with me. This is a thousand plus days of sexual discipline. I really missed y'all. If you want to support the Sex Talk, please share our content, follow our social media platforms, and feel free to donate via excuse me, via Cash App or Venmo at TSTTV143. Every dime is <laughs> every dime is appreciated. And it's going right back into the space that we're creating. Please take good care of yourselves. I love y'all. For real. I love y'all. Bye.